Let's talk about setting boundaries. If you guys enjoy watching videos bringing awareness to neurodivergency, ADHD, and autism, please give this video a like and subscribe to my channel to stay up to date for any new videos in the future. Hey guys, welcome back to my channel. So on today's episode, I wanted to talk about the importance of boundaries and how we can set boundaries as neurodivergent individuals. Now, the reason why I think boundary setting is so important is because we simply live in a very social society. There's nothing we can do to get by life that doesn't require social interaction. And this is super important because when you have autism and even when you have ADHD, there's certain social deficits there that makes interacting with other people harder, more painful and more uncomfortable for us to do. At its worst, this can lead to burnout, this can lead to meltdowns. A big reason why a lot of the times neurodivergent individuals have such a painful time socially interacting is because a lot of us don't know how to set our boundaries and sadly enough, a lot of us don't even know what boundaries we have, you know? And so something I've noticed a lot more within the past few months of working with neurodivergent autistic adults in specific is that a lot of us don't know what boundaries we have, how those boundaries can actually affect us, let alone how we could begin to set those boundaries within our own relationships and social interactions. I feel like a lot of the times when I work with my autistic clients, their needs are never really truly met. They're either really lonely because they're prioritizing their own well-being or they're extremely exhausted because they want to meet their social needs, but they don't know how to set those boundaries within those social connections. And there is totally a way to get all your needs met. It's just a matter of putting these tips into practice and begin to open up that healthy communication with the other person that you are connecting with, right? I don't think a lot of us realize that a lot of the times the people in our lives are actually more than happy to respect our boundaries, meet our needs. It's just a matter of knowing how to ask for it, knowing how to talk about it and bring it up for discussion in a way for the other person to understand and be able to meet those needs. Right off the bat, I wanted to touch on some misconceptions we may have on what boundary setting is. I think a lot of the times we learn and we think that boundary setting is for the other person, right? You're telling the other person, you are not allowed to do this. This is my boundary. Do not cross this line. And we have this idea that it's controlling the other person, putting parameters around the other person, when really boundaries are not for the other person. Boundaries are for yourself. Okay, and I really want you guys to begin to really shift your perspective on boundary setting because the more we realize that boundaries are actually for ourselves and set for ourselves, 
the less guilty we can feel about setting our boundaries because we don't feel like we're burdening the other person. We don't feel like we're putting these walls around another person and controlling them because that is not the case. Another thing I really wanna touch on when it comes to misconceptions with boundaries is when we find ourselves setting our boundaries. A lot of the times we are taught in society, especially women or people who grew up as femmes, we are taught to only set boundaries long after the fact of someone crossing a certain boundary multiple times and you hit a breaking point. And that is when you finally bring something up saying like, hey, this is not okay with me. I really want you guys to start getting used to setting boundaries before that boundary is crossed. You could totally do this in a way that doesn't make you look or seem or feel like you're a controlling neurotic person. I actually think it is better for people in society to begin to comfortably and casually without the emotions being up there all elevated and people are angry and frustrated I think it's actually healthier to talk about your boundaries what your needs are before you get to that point of emotional distress talk about your boundaries in a moment where you're actually calm so that people not only have the power to respect your boundary and to meet your needs but you also are talking about it at a point where you're emotionally regulated it's just all around a better experience when you are communicating your boundaries before they're crossed but of course you know not everything in life could be predictable and controllable of course there's going to be moments where you're going to have to talk about your boundaries after it's been crossed once twice or maybe even a couple times and that is another thing i want to remind you guys is even though you have an established relationship with someone let's say a family member or a longtime friend or maybe even a longtime partner even if you've known them for a long time and they've crossed your boundaries multiple times in a specific way you could still set your boundaries just because you have an established relationship doesn't mean you have to continue going about that relationship in the same ways people are ever changing you are not the same person as you was when you first met them they are not the same person as they were when they first met you so it's always natural to check in with yourself and see am i comfortable with how this relationship feels if not what are those boundaries i need to begin setting for myself in order to feel more comfortable and more safe within this relationship dynamic so those are some of those misconceptions i want to begin shifting our perspective in because moving forward as we dissect boundary setting more you're going to feel more comfortable with this subject and integrating ways to set your boundaries as you shift that perspective within yourself. With that being said, I wanted to delve deeper into the concept of boundaries are for you and not for the other person. So going back to that specific point that I made, I think a lot of the times we perceive boundaries as telling the other person what they're not allowed to do. And that is not really a good, healthy way to perceive boundary setting, not only for yourself, because I'm sure a lot of people out there don't like to feel like they're a controlling person and don't like to feel guilty every time they set their boundaries, but it doesn't feel good for the other person either. You know, feeling as if you're not allowed to do what you want, you don't have free will, someone else is telling you what you are allowed to do and aren't allowed to do. That specific idea of boundary setting is not fun for either party, right? And so in that sense, I think it's healthy for us to begin to conceptualize boundary setting as something that you do within your own power for yourself. Again, 
Boundary setting is not telling the person what to do and what not to do. It's about what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. That is what it's like to set a boundary. And what it ultimately is as well is not necessarily telling yourself what you can't do and shouldn't do. It's more so about what are my needs? What are things that makes me feel extremely safe and comfortable? And what are things that makes me feel unsafe, unwell, and is a detriment to my mental health and sometimes physical health as well? With that knowledge, what are those boundaries that I need to set for myself in order to maintain my well being? And I need to be able to reinforce those boundaries for myself or instill those boundaries for myself. So an example of that boundary setting with that perspective change goes like this. So I personally get really anxious when I go to busy public spaces, right? There's a lot of people, conversations, sounds, unpredictable situations, tight spaces. And so how people can perceive boundary setting in this sense would be telling a friend or a loved one, I don't want to go to that place. It's too busy. It's too noisy. Like you have to pick something different. That type of conversation seems very controlling and insensitive, right? And so a lot of the times neurodivergent people or autistic people, because they don't want to come across mean, what they do is they just either put up with the situation that makes them extremely uncomfortable for the sake of not coming across as controlling to the other person, or you avoid it completely and you say, I'm busy or I have something to do. In reality, you actually do want to see the other person. You actually do want to socially interact, but because that interaction is so uncomfortable, you choose to stay at home and isolate yourself in order to prioritize your comfort, right? And so either of those things are not good for our mental health because although we are neurodivergent, although we are autistic, we still crave social interaction. We still crave connecting with other people. It's just a matter of finding ways to do so that allows us to be comfortable, right? With that perspective shift, a way we could begin to set boundaries within this example that I'm setting for you guys is simply telling the other person what happens to you when you're in an environment like that, how that negatively impacts you and explain to them what it is that you actually need. So I would say something like, oh, you wanted to go to that really busy theme park. Actually, I don't think I would be able to go there because it's super busy. There's a lot of noises. I get overstimulated and I'm actually not doing so well this week because my schedule has been crazy. My personal life has been crazy as well. And so I just don't really have the energy to also go through like a really overstimulating environment. I really want to hang out with you. I really want to spend time with you and talk to you, but I feel like I just need to do so in a more quiet and controlled environment of course like if you really wanted to go to the theme park that's okay you should probably ask someone else to go with you but i'll probably need to opt out for this week but if you wanted to go on a hike with me i would be more than happy to still hang out with you this week so that is an example of boundary setting, but it didn't sound like it, right? Because that kind of goes to show what our idea of boundary setting is, like a very intense, aggressive type of conversation. But boundary setting type of conversations could be very easy and very neutral. That is literally the boundary setting, what your needs are and what you're willing to do, right? You're not telling the person what to do. 
you're telling the person what you're willing to do and what you're not willing to do. So that boundary is for yourself, right? Not for the other person. They not only understand you better, but they can make the choice as to what they want to do and what they don't want to do, which gives them more power and more free will and makes them feel more comfortable. Because let's say a friend is like, oh, if that's the case, then maybe we could go on a hike next week because I actually really wanted to go to the theme park this week. And then you guys could both be like, cool, that's fine. We already talked about it. Like. Let's just hang out next week then. And no one has to feel uncomfortable or feel like they have to sacrifice what they actually want for the other person. And then that resentment begins to build and affect you in many other ways. It's just all around a better experience for both people to be able to communicate your boundaries in a healthy way and reinforce your boundaries in a healthy way. I feel like making this video is coming at a good time because the past two videos I made, I kind of delved into what makes you uncomfortable, what makes you comfortable, what your stims are. And as you understand yourself more in that sense, you could now begin to uncover what your boundaries are. So begin to go over situations where you find yourself avoiding certain things. And instead of either pushing yourself to deal with it or avoiding it completely, I want you guys to get used to actually setting your boundaries in those situations so that you can actually do what you want to do and do it in a way that makes you comfortable. And of course, if you want to begin to set healthy boundaries within your connections and it's hard for you to get that ball rolling, you could always send videos like this to your loved one and say, hey, can you give this a watch? I just want you to be on the same wavelength as me before we begin to put stuff like this into practice in our connection. When you guys do send videos like this to your loved ones, I hear that it's been very helpful for you, especially when your loved one is neurotypical or holistic, it's helpful for for them to understand you better by watching videos like this and you don't have to go through the trouble of explaining it from ground zero because that could be hard for us as well. But yes, you guys, I hope today's video has been helpful for you. I hope you guys can begin to set boundaries within your life because we all know those boundaries are necessary. Begin to honor yourself more, you know? I feel like a lot of the times when you're an adult with autism, we get used to socially interacting with others in a way where we're constantly meeting the other person's needs because that is more socially acceptable and more socially understood and we have been told so many times throughout our lives we're selfish we interrupt people we're too blunt we're too this we're too that all these negative connotations and we learn to hide ourselves and our needs because we learn that it's not a good thing right and instead we learn to constantly highlight the other person at all times asking them about themselves asking them what they need, being there for them, doing things for them, because we get such a positive reaction when we do that. I mean, who doesn't like it when someone's constantly doing something for you and constantly curious about you? But what that does for us is it creates a lot of unbalanced dynamics within our lives that makes the other person love being around us, but we don't necessarily love being around the other person as much because it's extremely tiring and draining. And sometimes we 
just don't have enough energy to put into the other person all the time, even if we do want to see them. And so these boundary setting techniques is literally just to bring more balance into the connection so that you're not constantly down here and they're up here. There could be moments where you're highlighted as well. And it's not because you're asking them to do things for you. It's just simply saying like, this is what I'm willing to do. This is what I'm not willing to do. Sometimes we forget that we don't even give other people a chance to meet our needs. We just assume that they don't want to meet our needs or our needs are not important or they're impossible, right? But we don't realize that our needs are more than valid, they're easy to meet, and that there's other people out there who are more than willing to easily meet our needs. And it's really that simple sometimes. I think that's something a lot of my clients have discovered as well while working with me is as they begin to set boundaries with their loved ones, they're so surprised to see that their loved ones are just completely surprised with the fact that they even needed those things to begin with but they're more than willing to like accommodate begin to understand what your boundaries are uncover them and begin to integrate them into your connections please give other people a chance to surprise you with how much they're willing to meet you halfway but with that being said thank you guys for watching today's video and i will see you guys on next week's video bye guys